What's poppin' everybody? Welcome back to the Black Hole Podcast. I'm your host, Evan McDonald. Uh, this is part two of my conversation with my good friend Stanley S. Ablum, where we talk about systematic racism and, you know, just black shit, basically. Uh, but yeah, give it a listen, and I'll see you on the other side. You talked about going back to Nigeria, right? And you know how, mm-hmm. how you know a lot of Nigerians travel abroad and and they don't really come back. Uh, yeah. Let's see. How can I how can I ask this? I I, I guess you know uh, you know I mean we 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 see it in America. You know you got to go back to the hood, right? You you got to like don't forget where you exactly. came from. Come back exactly. and back to the hood. Do you, exactly. So you know we see it with Nipsey Hussle and, and exactly. Kanye and Chance the Rapper. Do you do you see that? I guess happening. For example, to Nigeria anytime soon. Do you have have you seen, I guess, I guess people who have gone abroad, do you see them coming back and investing back into the country or do they just Um I what I have seen um is okay, let me let me let me start by saying that first I don't think I'm not I'm not particularly hopeful <laughs> because because I, I I'm I wouldn't I, I'm not a realist or uh, an optimist or I'm sorry, uh, a pessimist or an optimist. I uh I just process what I see, you know, mm-hmm. based on my perception and information, and you know, I arrive at conclusions. And I think, from what I've seen, most of us who do go back there aren't necessarily going with a revolutionary intent, right? By revolutionary, I mean, you know, I, I believe, like Angela Davis said, if it's not accessible to the poor, it's not revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And so, when when we go back, we go back with. <clears throat> this sort of air of superiority mm. because because now we not only have the wealth to live lavishly over there you know i mean i mean the the the, the dollar carries to somewhere um i forget the exact percentage but a hundred dollars in in uh in nigeria uh converted to naira is somewhere between thirty-two thousand naira and like thirty-one thousand depending on, on, you know, the, the, the economy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so you take a Nigerian who's lived here for 10 years, mm-hmm. um, you know, have a career, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And you go back, you know, for vacation with $1,000. You're yeah. swimming in, you're swimming in money. I mean, you can live yeah. off of 32,000 Naira for a decent week. I mean, mm-hmm. you wouldn't, you're not living lavishly, but you're living, in comparison to the average local, like you're living lavishly. Mm-hmm. And so we tend to go back and we're sort of spoiled now. We're spoiled by this, you know, consumerist uh, ideology that is in is in the West. We, mm-hmm. we go back there not wanting to build, uh, but wanting to consume. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways we, we participate in the plundering. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I've seen for the most part, I haven't I haven't seen a, a mass exodus of um, Nigerian Im- immigrants who come to the West and then go back mm. and really want to change things. There are a few. There are a few, but uh, until those few start to participate in the sphere of policy, uh, politics, then nothing really changes. Right? Like again, it's all about power. Mm-hmm. How? Unless you are in a place to leverage the power that you have, um, then 
you can't really implement any kind of change. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 been that way throughout all sort of major movements that we can think of. Um, for example, the women's suffragette movement in America, like that happened because a a, a a bunch of women realized that America would be nothing without them. And it's never the majority, right? Mm-hmm. Like history tells us that any sort of radical change at any point in civilization, it's never the majority. Mm-hmm. It's always a very, very small, uh, very small minority that champions change. Uh, right, the, right. With abolition, it was the Quakers and Black people, right? Mm-hmm. And we always have, we always have allies. There's, there are always allies. That's why I, 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 I always stress, like, uh, I, you know, I understand that tensions are high right now, and there are white people that are complicit, but we can't forget that we need them as allies. Mm-hmm. You know, the civil rights movement. That wasn't we didn't just do that by ourselves of course of course we championed it but we had allies you know right right it's this is a war what war is won without allies yeah yeah um, i mean i you know like like i said earlier before i've been seeing a lot of posts about like people like black people straight up saying i don't want to talk to white people don't talk to me yeah that's not the way bro and it's not, <laughs> it not really isn't it really isn't it's because the way. what happens is you alienate people and people don't want to help out like so yeah. here's a little anecdote like i've been doing this thing in boston i probably shouldn't be doing it. a lot of people have been telling me not to do it but I, i'll like walk up to a cop <laughs> and i'll like just just roast them i'm like i just i'll just like yell at the cops and just just big fun of them call them like just go crazy and i i was i was at the boston common i did that to a group of cops right i was like they were like a bunch of black cops and i was like uh i i was like hey guys i i loved oh i was like hey sam jackson i love django i love django and like and 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 a uh mixed uh, a black woman yelled at me she was like you know she was like don't do that don't do that and I was like, well, let's, let's have a conversation, right? Like she, she came uh, at me antagonistically and you know, obviously one's first instinct is to fight back. But then I was like, let's have a conversation. We had a conversation and we got on the same page, right? I, mm. I don't know what she was thinking. She didn't know what I was thinking, but we had that conversation. So like at the end of the day, you're right. We, we need allies. I mean, in World we War do. II, like it wasn't just it, just, it wasn't just like France versus Germany. It was like, it was like exactly France, you the UK, America versus Germany and and, and Italy, like in Japan. Yeah. So 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 I I understand that it's frustrating, right? I, I I've been frustrated myself with like rando white people just reaching out to me that I haven't spoken to in years. Just you know, I, it's interesting. I, I want to talk to you about that in a second. Um, yeah. But yeah, carry, carry on. But but you know, it it I understand it's frustrating because this has been happening time and time again. This isn't new for yeah. us. But I think right now this is this is kind of an interesting time where again you can't oh, turn away from it it's it's one end is is yeah. the virus the other end is yeah. jobs. the other end is, is, is are these protests so i i think that just excluding yourself excluding your voice from white people hurts the movement because at the end of the day how will these white people know what to yes. do one or two yes. to know uh, 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 this like just no stories, right? Like I, what's been trending is uh, black people just posting stuff like race, little racist things that have happened to them in their lifetime, right? Mm. And and I, I I think we, for some people, this issue doesn't affect them until they know somebody that it's happened to, right? Yes, yeah. But the thing is, if you have a black friend, it has happened. Classic disassociation. And and exactly, and, and so if we don't have these conversations with our white friends we might lose them as allies or we might not get the right type of allyship it might come off as 
it, it's just wrong you know they just don't know how to do it and they, they'll just butcher the movement so i you know i i do think it's it's such a poisonous rhetoric for black people to just be like yo i'm done no more white people We're, get out of here get out of my yeah. get out of my neighborhood like you, it's 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 exactly what the the the, the one percent want they want us exactly. to these it's, things to stay separate it's not the way but we we can't we can't uh, uh, further emphasize this us versus them agenda. It's, mm-hmm. It has to be it has to be a collective effort, um, mm-hmm. and that that's why I emphasize like not trying to convince white people anymore of their um, contributions to, to, to sustaining this racist system. Because mm-hmm. if you don't if you don't if you don't know at this point, no one's going to make you know. You know, you you just have to do that yourselves. And the ones that already do, let's step on the pedal with them. Exactly. You know, and champion this thing. Exactly. Um, and I I I I'm sure like so many black people uh, right now, like I like you said yourself included, have been approached by white people that you haven't spoken to in a while, right? You know, mm-hmm. being like, hey, how are you doing? Um, there's this sort of uh, uh, let's let's call it white guilt. I'm not. Entirely thrilled with that with that term, but let's call it that because I think yeah, it does yeah. it does work in some in some, in some ways. Uh, but you know, a friend of mine uh, hit me up mm-hmm. recently and you know said the same thing. She uh, it was along the lines of, "Hey, you know, I'm so sorry." Um, she basically apologized on behalf of the Caucasians. Right. And I was like, I, and I sat with that. I remember reading this text and I was like, okay. First of all, what is her intention here? Mm-hmm. Um, it's regardless of, of what necessarily triggered her to say this, um, her intention is ultimately a good one, right? Mm-hmm. If we're friends, right. and this person is an ally. I mean, she's a great, great human being. Um, I have a lot of love for her. Really smart, really talented artist. Mm-hmm. And so, so I was able to put aside all of that other bullshit because it's necessary at this point in time. Like this is a person reaching out to me, um, understanding that she has been complicit in some ways mm-hmm. in the past. You know, whether she was it was intentional or not. Understanding that being a part of a group that subjugates us to you know a racist existence, like she feels she felt in some way that she had the power to apologize on your behalf and i get that you know i get that mm. like i've i think personally i've i've done that at some point with women some of the women in my life where mm. you know some idiot who's out of touch uh says some something pretty sexist and like right. i i didn't say it didn't come from my mouth but mm. uh, in some way i sort of feel responsible for this idiot because mm as a man who participated in uh, furthering that narrative, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I apologize. And so I was, I was able to sit with that and understand like, okay, this person is coming from love and ultimately love is what will, will, will get us out of this situation. You know, Dr. King said, if you, uh, you can never establish moral authority um, in any conversation with a person if they sense even an ounce of hatred. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's very powerful because, it, you know, again, like, what is your intention here? We have to stop. We have to stop shaming people um, when they are clearly trying to learn, because our intention isn't to shame them; it's to teach them 
Mm-hmm. And if you if you if you try to teach somebody via shame, like it doesn't work. You know, when 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 we feel shame, shame is a really powerful emotion because when we feel shame, the amygdala releases a cascade of norepinephrine and uh, uh, cortisol, which mm-hmm. puts us in a fight or fight or flight um, state, which makes learning impossible. Right. So when when we shame somebody and we and we make them feel shame, by default we're making things worse because now they're not able to learn from this this situation because they're, mm-hmm. they, they're they're ashamed and who no one wants to admit that they're ashamed you know the the immediate reaction because it's fight or flight is to either run away or to just engage in more racist behavior because that's the, the only way they can sort of reclaim you know agency in the situation exactly exactly i mean you know what if i have well uh, I, I guess i have a a, a mute not a mutual friend uh, Mike, so a, a friend of my girlfriend's, right, uh, who's in L.A., uh, he's he's a big white dude. He kind of looks like a Viking, and he went to a protest, right? He just mm-hmm. went to a BLM protest because he really believed that he needed to go to a protest. And he had to leave 10 minutes later because people started attacking him, calling him a white supremacist, mm. you know? Wow, and, wow. And which which is, is... Look at that. Look at that. You know? And he, he left. He left after 10 minutes. He left after ten minutes, and 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 it's it's such a dangerous idea to be pushing these these people yeah. away. You, you see, you have to treat yeah. a lot of white people like the dumb kid in class, right? Like no kid, <laughs> no child left behind. <laughs> you gotta, we, we, yeah, they're they're you know they didn't read the textbook, you know they didn't they you know they they were a little a little slow, so we gotta now catch them up, so we're all on the same page now, like get really good scores <laughs> on our right. or whatever on our, on our HESPAs, but like. But that, but that's, but no, I, 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 and again, I understand it's frustrating. I get frustrated sometimes when I, I'm getting barrages, barrages of messages from people that I haven't talked to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Likewise, like decade, likewise. Yeah. Like decade. But again, yeah. like, I, I think there's an important, here, here, there's an important thing. There's, there's shame and there's challenge, right? We shouldn't yeah. be shaming, but we should be challenging people. Exactly. Right? Challenging, let's not Facts. hold them, but challenge them to do their own research. Or uh, have conversations with us, or 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 because again, there there is this issue where, uh, you know, I said a lot of people don't listen, right? But mm-hmm. but on the other end of that spectrum, people just listen, and there's no conversation, and that's also a dangerous rhetoric because we're black people, right? We're we're not a black hive, we're not a hive mind. We all have different ideas and opinions mm-hmm. and, and concepts, mm-hmm. so. You know, what do you mean? All black people are the same. <laughs> like we're all we're all cousins. We all love chicken, right? We're all Bill Cosby. <laughs> but you know, like it's 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 you know we we have to remember to also have conversation. I think that's important to to, to kind of push towards white people. That's the challenge, sure. right? Listen yeah. to us, but then talk to us, right? Yeah. Like you have a lot of these white people listening to Candace Owens, right? That's that is <laughs> like, oh god, Candace Owens. I, I think Kenneth Owens is just a, a white woman doing really good blackface. Like, <laughs> but like, but everyone thinks she's black. So like, that's it's it's so dangerous to uh, just to just listen as well, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so we have a responsibility to again, we, we shouldn't shame white people for reaching out to us, talking to us, asking some questions. But we should also just do that. Be like, listen, watch Thirteenth, or just you know, read the New Jim Crow. Exactly, exactly. Go go do some homework. Right, you know? right, exactly, exactly. So again, you know? don't handhold, but certainly guide, teach. Yeah, guide. Yeah, exactly. yeah, guide. that's yeah. the perfect thing. Just guide them. Absolutely. You don't, have to, Absolutely. You know, yeah, don't teach them. Just guide them Absolutely. in the right direction. Because, uh, because the yeah. second this, the second they can sense that you're coming from a place of love and not 
ostracizing and otherizing them in the same way that they've otherized you, mm-hmm. it, it creates um, in some ways a cognitive dissonance that, that you hope ultimately has a, a, a positive outcome. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like just, just little, little acts of kindness can sometimes completely um, re- rewire someone's way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, I, I have some friends who I'm sure when they hear this, you know, I love them to death. Um, when they hear this, they'll, they'll probably call me and be like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, you don't have to hold anybody's hands. It's not about love, but ultimately it is. Ultimately it is. And I understand where they're coming from. You know, they, mm-hmm. they're, they're feeling what I like to describe as righteous anger. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think there's this idea that, you know, people who are peaceful and, uh, uh you know, uh, can't feel anger. Anger. You know, they're like the the Buddha or, or, or Malcolm X or uh, Martin Luther King specifically can't feel mm-hmm. anger, and I think that's dumb. Like mm-hmm. anger, anger is an emotion like any other, and it's a very powerful one, and it can be channeled towards positive ends or or negative ends. And righteous anger is anger that is triggered um, through a sense of righteousness and what mm-hmm. is just. And you can channel that not through violence, but in in many ways, like not otherizing one another. Like it, the, the second we can, as a global collective, understand that we have more things that we, that unify us and that separate us, um, till we understand that globally. I mean, I mean globally, literally globally. Till we understand that, I think most of the problems that we experience today will still persist because they're all interconnected, you know, from poverty in China, which created a, a, a space where those, uh, what were they called, wet shops or? Oh, uh, uh, what do you mean, the, the uh, like where, where, where they, yeah, where, where they assume the, uh, the virus came from, you know, these oh, are- the, these the, are the wet markets? The wet markets, yeah, yeah. you know, like that, that is, is a direct result of poverty, right? And yeah. We, 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 these are things that we can physically distance ourselves from because, you know, it's not, we don't have proximity to these things until we do in the form mm. of, of a virus. You know, right, so right, we can't, right. We can no longer escape the universality of struggle. Like it's mm. going to manifest in some way at our doorsteps. Mm-hmm. Um, and, until we understand these things, like we will never really create concrete solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's going, it's going to be a battle. Of course, it is. We, we're talking about changing the way the way uh, human beings have lived for tens of thousands of years. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's had, that has been an ongoing thing. But I, I, I was fortunate enough um, recently to work with uh, Ruby Sales on a on, on a on a shoot. Actually, right before. Um, we went into lockdown. Um, you know, she was a this sort of matriarch um, during the civil rights movement, and you know, beloved by the black community, um, mm. especially the organizing sphere. Um, and she was, you know, after we're shooting, and I think I think we were taking lunch, and uh, camera team like went downstairs or something like that, and she was just there, and then figured, you know, let, let me pick her brain like this. This woman was walking with Dr. King to, you know, Medgar Evers, all these people. And 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 I asked her, you know, you know, what do you think 
what do you think about the world right now? You know, the state for young black people, et cetera, et cetera. And she said, you know, just pay attention to your history because history doesn't repeat itself, it rhymes. Mm. And, and that really stuck with me. And like, I, I mean, I've always been in a history, a history book, you know, as, mm-hmm. as I think as a filmmaker, um, having a good grasp of history really, really, really expands your, your toolbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and when she told me that, I, I just, I, it was like a whole new way of seeing history because mm-hmm. I realized that we've been sort of repeating the same dance. Mm-hmm. Not, not in the exact same way. It's just sort of been the, 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 the rhyme scheme has been the same mm-hmm. um, since ancient Egypt to Minneapolis. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like these things rhyme. Uh, when the Romans and the, the Greeks first came into Egypt during the Ptolemaic regime, um, and this was the downfall of Egypt, right? Because mm. great civilizations aren't conquered from outside the continent. You allow um, the second a civilization or nation, let's say, starts to have disunity within itself, that's when it's ripe for conquer because right. now it's no longer in harmony with itself. And so when the Egyptians, when the Greeks and the Romans came in, um, they started to uh, basically create ways in which the Egyptian identity um, would easier identify with the Roman and the, the, the Greco-Roman identity. So they would do things like merge Greek gods with, uh, with uh, Egyptian gods. Mm-hmm. Um, they did that with a god specifically called Serapis. You know, they would, um, they basically merged two separate gods. And um, within Egypt at the time, a lot of people were protesting the Ptolemaic regime because they, they, they were accepting foreign uh, interests and it weren't for the spiritual court that the Egyptians uh, have lived with for thousands of years. Right. So we, these things are kind of the same. You know, we, you know, Egyptians start to get enslaved because they were darker skinned. Uh, Egyptian Egyptian women that w- would, you know, get involved with um, Greeks would pray to the gods that their babies came out lighter skinned than them because they knew that by default they would have better lives. Mm-hmm. You know, and all of these things, like these things, have persisted. We're talking about tens of thousands of years ago, right? These things have persisted and they still exist in the same way, just sort of a different rhyme scheme. And uh, I wonder, I wonder where we can turn a whole new page and and really authentically like write a whole new story because we Mm -hmm. can't go on like this. We're literally at the verge of destroying not just Western civilization, but human civilization. You know, if this continues to escalate. Yeah, truly. so, I mean, you know, you, you talk about, you know, history rhyming, right? Yeah. Uh, how, how, how we're kind of not, we're not stuck in a loop, but we're kind of stuck in a, in a, in a dirty mirror for, for a better term, right? And so, you know, you have all these conversations about revolutions and how a revolution started, how rebellion started, how America started, which was basically a black man being shot by the police, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. So what do you, exactly. what do you, what is your, I, I guess, you know, because everyone has an opinion on this. What, what is your take on the rioting, at least with this movement and, or, or the more violent acts? Like, what is your, 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 your pull on that? Yeah, the, the rioting, I think, um, is 
a natural response to frustration. Um, and if you if you consider, for example, a a a struggle that has persisted for our history way longer than the black struggle within the West, um, particularly with Israel mm-hmm. and Palestine, right? The Jews uh, uh, and the Christians and the Muslims, right? Mm-hmm. This, 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 this is like 7,000 year old struggle that has been constantly, constantly acted out the same way, violence. You know, when the Jews got completely exiled from Jerusalem, um, it was it was ugly, you know. It was a very it was a very ugly thing, and like this is thousands of years ago, over seven thousand years ago, and transport to two thousand and twenty. Um, and these frustrations, you know, we see these with the Arab Springs, uh, mm-hmm. all these all these sort of things, right? They're still being acted out, mm-hmm. and it's escalated to actual death. Whereas here, uh, like this is this is this is nothing compared to so many other parts of the world where people are physically physically killing one another. I mean, here it's very one-sided. Cops are only, are killing us. We're not killing cops. Right. You know, we're not we're not walking up to precincts and throwing grenades in. Um, and so if people are, are exercising righteous anger this way, then by no means will I condemn it or um, tell them how to exercise that anger so long as because riots, I think, have this uh, inherent connotation of being uh, violent. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like physical harm from one human being to another, but that's not the case. That's not the case. Riots can be very, very physical, but not necessarily violent in terms of you know another human being harming another. Um, and these these are just compared to what the types of riots that happen across the world in Nigeria, in in, in, in Israel, in Palestine. Like this is nothing. And of course typical western reporting on things like this would be you know look at these evil people rioting etc it's like it's it's nothing go go a pair this is nothing if you're if you're scared of this try living elsewhere you know with 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 content that has had thousands of years to build thousands Mm -hmm. right this is only 500 Year, uh, years give or take mm. so so like <laughs> this is this is nothing and you know I, I i do think the looting is a whole different subject because um again that has to do with uh circling back to the cancer being you know capitalism or in this case let's just say money mm. um if you had a, a, a social states in which there wasn't such a massive chasm between um, classes as far as wealth accumulation mm-hmm. then then people would not need to loot in the first place mm-hmm. right I, even yeah. we're, we're talking even outside the sphere of um, the rate the, 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 the uh, racial conversation if people if people just had basic access to things they wouldn't need to loot because it wouldn't be it wouldn't be on their minds, and and I, I think people fail to even understand it and 
you know, these depths when, when they uh, think about this situation. I mean, I was saying you know? the exact same thing. Uh, I, I was talking, I was talking to some, I don't remember who I was talking to exactly, but I was, I was saying that, you know, I understand the looting. I will never loot because I, you know, I, I have to some degree financial privilege above many other people. I mean, I'm not like exactly. I'm still struggling, exactly. but like, I don't nice. need to, I, I was able to buy a Nintendo Switch with my own money that I saved right. up, right? Like, right. I don't exactly. need to break into exactly. a Target and, and take one. But you have to mm. understand that people, this is, this is for a lot of people, the only access to, 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 to receive these things. And it's, it's not just about just getting stuff you can't get normally, right? This is, mm. this is, this is an addition to the anger that has been boiling up for for hundreds of years i mean you know mm-hmm. uh, like there's the whole conversation about mlk being peaceful well he was killed for it right uh kaepernick kaepernick didn't even say anything he was kneeling he didn't say he didn't say a single thing and they fired him right. for his multi-million dollar job so this is you know the rioting the looting it's a natural evolution of things and i exactly. totally agree with you how this is nothing i mean in south africa they rioted over increasing tuition like <laughs> like they, they right. were violent. Right? right. This, this right. is literally nothing in, in terms nothing. of history. In terms of history, Americans rioted. They they started an entire war after some people increased taxes. I mean, there were other <laughs> little things, but like, but like that, that right. nothing. And, right. and then what's very interesting is uh, I, I don't know if you watched Kimberly Jones' video. Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. It, it was uh, last week tonight had an episode, mm-hmm. and they ended it with 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 uh, this writer Kimberly Jones. Jones who really put it like i you know she she I, i'll send you the video because it's so powerful and yeah I, yeah please it do. made me cry but at mm-hmm. the end of it and she, she's this really powerful black woman at the end of she she, she started yelling about how uh, uh like you know people are telling us you know why are we burning our neighborhoods and she's like we don't own anything how can you win how can you win you can't win the game is fixed so when they say why do you burn down the community why do you burn down your own neighborhood it's not ours we don't own anything we don't own anything there is trevor noah said it so beautifully last night there's a social contract that we all have that if you steal or if i steal then the person who is the authority comes in and they fix the situation but the person who fixes the situation is killing us so the social contract is broken and if the social contract is broken why the fuck do i give a shit about burning the fucking football hall of fame about burning a fucking target you broke the contract when you killed us in the streets and didn't give a fuck you broke the contract when for 400 years we played your game and built your wealth you broke the contract when we built our wealth again on our own by our bootstraps in tulsa and you dropped bombs on us when we built it in Rosewood and you came in and you slaughtered us. You broke the contract, so fuck your target. Fuck your Hall of Fame. As far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground. And it still wouldn't be enough. And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge. The one thing that stood with me was at the end, she was like, you all better be uh, happy that we're just looking for human rights and not revenge, mm. right? Exactly. And that, that exactly. really hit me. Oh. It's like, out of yeah, every, like, powerful. we de- we deserve to have re- we we deserve to to exact our revenge. After I mean, yeah. we try to create t- self sustainable cities of yeah. black people, and they've been 
bombed, right? Yeah. They've been burned to the ground. Every time we try to rise up, we are then kicked down. And so, you know, there, you, this, this reaction is nothing. I mean, it's nothing. Riots, it's nothing. Even the LA riots, were, which were like, they, you know, people were hurt and that people were killed. It's nothing compared yeah. to what you imagine is the equivalency of 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 what we we have received as as just not just black americans but just black people in this on this planet so yeah. like, you know hey, you know yeah you know it, it you're you're absolutely right you're absolutely right because we haven't you know i i think it was malcolm x who said america wouldn't even acknowledge that he stabbed us in the back you know that she stabbed us in the back and it's uh it's it's you can see throughout history, uh, specifically in the turn of the century, right? Uh, Germany, till this day, is still paying billions to the Jewish community and Jewish leaders mm-hmm. um, because they said, yep, our bad, we yeah. fucked up. Yeah. So let's address this. And how we can do this is not through empty platitudes, but through actual action mm-hmm. um, that directly affects the system. So one way to do that, as we know, money talks. So let's uh, dole out several billions of dollars across um, 100 years to the Jewish community. So we will give this to Jewish communities, um, Jewish leaders in specific communities, Jewish museums, um, scholarships for Jewish families, because what you do when you eradicate a whole generation of Jewish people is way more than just, you know, um, limiting their, their, their the things that they're accessible to, mm-hmm. to play, to play within the system. You are basically making each one of them have to start the race from way, 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 way back um, in, in the line compared to the Germans and every, essentially everyone else. And so they understood this and they addressed this by creating financial means for them to get a head start in the race, right? right? Uh, America won't even acknowledge the fact, it won't even acknowledge the fact that they, they disenfranchise us. And that's what's, that's what's frustrating, right? There's still people who don't, who believe that, you know, yeah, racism ended um, when slavery ended. Yeah. You know, they have, they have no history of reconstruction era. They have no history of, uh, you know, what, what happens when millions, millions of people in the country um, that were not allowed to participate within the system are suddenly allowed to participate. Mm-hmm. Um, suddenly, and this is, you know, in the middle of their lives, they have no no houses for the most part, no businesses, no savings, and you're just suddenly like, hey, you're free now. Yeah. Like, you have to create infrastructure that facilitates them being a part of the system. Mm-hmm. You, 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 don't, you don't just wave a flag and, you know, you're, you're free now. And that's what reconstruction was supposed to be. That's what 40 acres and a meal was supposed to be. Right. Imagine if, you know, your ancestors, for example, uh, did get those 40 acres and a mule, you know, you're, you will probably be in a very different place right now because by default, 
your family would have had access to building generational wealth. Um, and for the most part, <laughs> most African Americans didn't get that. Yeah. And, and, and here we are. Here we are. And, and what's, what's, what's kind of screwed up is that now they've just made it worse for, for, for themselves. You know, if slash when we get those quote unquote reparations, I don't want to use that word reparations because it, it mm-hmm. has such a powerful uh, uh, definition behind it, power mm-hmm. behind it. But, mm-hmm. you know, if, if they just gave us the 40 acres and a mule back when we were freed, uh, we, we wouldn't be riding the streets and all that. Yeah, exactly. Be here. I, you know, and I, I, I think, you know, one one very interesting thing is you, you brought up Germany. And I truly think that this fight in America definitely needs to be one that is international. We need international allies. Absolutely. Germany, Absolutely. for sure, Absolutely. is the one you know that that we should absolutely collaborate with because not only did they give reparations to Jewish people but they educate their citizens they don't shy away from it they're like this is yeah. what we did they they they, yeah. they they give respect to the the lives lost during that time and, and i mean dude like there's a problem when we got a, 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 a an African American Smithsonian in 2016. There's a problem with most people. There's a problem with most exactly. people. Championed, mind you, by one of the wealthiest black women in the world. Exactly. There's, there's a problem when most American people don't know who Nat Turner is, right? Right. Uh, uh, at, right. At, just thinking about thinking back to my um, public school education. I yeah. honestly don't remember a histor- like a history book, a textbook linking a president. To slavery, other than Lincoln, when he mm. freed them, right? Like I, we never mm. talked about how George Washington owned slaves. We never talked about how most half of our presidents almost owned slaves, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it was like the only six of them didn't of the yeah. of the Chinese. <laughs> and, and 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 what's crazy is that in in our textbook, what we're taught is that the South were the slave guys, right? The North were the good guys. <laughs> the war. Uh, yeah. And, and then, you know, the blacks were freed and then Ma- Martin Luther King Jr. wanted us to vote, so he marched a little bit and Malcolm X was scary. And, right. And, right, right, right. Um, and, and like, we, we don't talk about how like the the entire like we, we don't we don't talk about how the entire country has slaves, right? We don't talk about how how the first uh, uh, um, or the second woman ever published uh, was a black woman in Boston, right? We don't mm. talk about that, mm. and, and and I think that's where we fail as well. Where we, you know with the Holocaust, you if you live in if you're a German citizen, you there's no way you could deny it, right? There's all these Holocaust yeah. denials, it's ridiculous. You can't deny. One, what what happened, but two, the the implications of of, of that, right? Whereas in America, right. we're not taught properly, right? We're not given the tools to then to 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 respect what happened. And I I I I mean I think I mean I'm a huge advocate for education. And I, I I know as a fact that America has terrible education. Um, oh, absolutely. The only I, absolutely. I, I feel like the only reason that I know about a lot of these figures is because my parents made me learn about them, right? And that that was them. Yeah. I just followed the curriculum of school. I wouldn't be I wouldn't know about most of these people. Um that was that was a gift. That, you know, you're blessed in, in that sense. And you know? and you know, uh, you, you talk about how you had a pride when you came to America, right? Because you grew yeah. up equal. Like you grew up with like you, you grew up looking at people like you and know, knowing that they were uh, at least equal to you morally, right? And right. so in a in America, I feel Killer Mike had this conversation in the Breakfast Club where he was like, "I believe that if you He's have such a, a black, man. absolutely amazing. 
But he was like, if you have a black child, he needs to grow up in a black school until I believe the age of 14 before he can branch off to, into other Yo, because I, that, I am not averse to that. Exactly, because that, that gives you a sense of pride. And I, you know, I feel like, again, you know, in America, this is systematic. I've always known racism has existed. However, I believe that a big part of, a, of the reason why I was able to assimilate into white schools so easily was because I grew up not only uh, uh, in black schools, right? Mm. I grew up with both my parents who were both loving and, you know, they, they loved each other. I grew up mm. with uh, 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 grandparents who went to college, right? I grew up with, with people I could look up to and be like, oh, they're, like, like there's a reason to be proud. These, these are my people. Like, I had an yeah. uncle who was a great uncle who was a lawyer. My, you know, I have family who's, who, who've been to NYU, like, and, and that's a privilege on my end. So when I did go to these white schools and I had these white kids call me nigger or whatever, like, it didn't really, it hurt, yes, obviously, but it didn't really destroy me as I wonder. Exactly. Is exactly. it for other people? And so, you know, I, I do think right. that, unfortunately, our education system also manages to keep us under because all we know in our curriculum is that there was that we come from slaves we come from savages in africa and we come from martin luther king jr and that's it there's nothing else in between and that's where it really hurts us as a people and i i and i wonder if we had better better education uh, um i mean we would be one significantly more angry i think mm-hmm. but but two we would have a sense of pride so 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 we we know how to fight these fights you don't feel trapped. absolutely you know i, I think i think we feel trapped i think on the um i absolutely agree with all of that um i i, I uh, and piggybacking off of that i think on the subject of education which i mean this this is just we're primed for revolutions it's long overdue across all all um systems within american society specifically in education I think uh, the reform should include changing in some way. And, you know, like, again, I don't have the answers, but I think as long as property, as long as education is linked, or I should say the uh, quality of education is linked to property taxes, mm-hmm. there will always be, it, I mean, I'm, again, going back to the cancer, right? money in capitalism if education of, of your of, of your people in your own country is linked to the level of property taxes then by default the people who are quote-unquote poor will not have access to quality education because they're poor and your property taxes dictates the property taxes where you live dictates the quality of the education because that's how it's essentially uh, 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 um, funded. And so it's just like, it, it's an Ouroboros, you know, it's a snake eat, eating its own its own tail. There's no, there's no out. Mm-hmm. And, and we know, you know, we know this. It's not like we don't mm-hmm. know this. Brilliant people have said repeatedly over and over again, I mean, the data just tells us, a population that is educated automatically uh, elevates all aspects of that society mm-hmm. um, and a population that is poor will by default increase crime rates because now people are trying to survive to make ends meet you know uh, you get a, an instance where 
people are, 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 are protesting for a revolution and you get people who see opportunity in gaining things, you know, gaining material things because mm. they don't have access to them. Like these, mm. these are all sicknesses of the mind and just the, the, the social infrastructure that we need to address. Mm-hmm. But no, you know, I, I wanted to ask you on, on the subject of being called a nigger by white people. Uh-huh. What's the, what's the most racist thing that you've ever experienced? Oh man, I don't I don't know if I have like the most racist. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's just all like there are worse and better incidents. The sure. most racist. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll give I'll give you three. Yeah, I'll give you three. Because right. but they're, they're they're all different. Yeah, they're all like a little different, little different aspects. Where? Uh, I mean, one thing, like, I, if I had a dollar for every white person who has ever said that I was, like, Donald Glover, or I look like <laughs> Donald Glover, or, like, they reminded me of Donald Glover, like, I'd, I'd have, I'd have, like, enough money to enslave Donald Glover. No, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, that's, that is, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess, and it's, let's see, well, do, do you mean, like, like, outwardly racist, or do you mean, like, systematically racist? Uh, anything, anything. It could be. Either um, I mean, I, I've had a dealing with police brutality. I've, I've posted about this in, 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 on on my Instagram, um, mm. but like uh, this happened maybe I want to say maybe a little bit after Eric Garner. Uh, I was starting a job in Plainfield. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Plainfield, Plainfield Jersey. Of course, it's, of course, you know, yeah. It's a predominantly black town with you know, uh, predominantly black, predominantly Latino. Um, it's it's not a white town. I mean, I, I live in the white area of that city, um, mm-hmm. and that that's a whole other situation in itself. Uh, oh yeah, but, yes, it is. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I was in Plainfield at the time, and I started this job at the municipal court in in, in Plainfield. Mm. It was my first day on the job. I'm dressed in you know a nice button up. I go up to the to the uh, the clerk's I guess uh, 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 window, and I'm like, hey, listen, I'm at McDonald. I'm a new intern here. Uh, what do I do? And my, you know, my supervisor's just like, come around, come around. You can come around, just walk around the metal detector. If I do that, I follow her rules, and a cop rushes up to me, a black cop, no less. And this is, and I, 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 I want to dive into that like a little bit too. But a black mm-hmm. cop rushes up to me, and he's like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? And he starts like, like aggressively. And I'm like, I, I'm a new intern here. I work here. And he's like, turn around. And he slams me against the wall, puts my hands behind my back, and handcuffs me. And uh. I was I was maybe 20 at the time, right? Wow. And this this is months after I watched another young man be killed by the police. And so like, right. I remember that I, I was I was I had a conflict of emotions at the time, right? Where it's like I don't know should I be angry? But if I'm angry, will it make it worse? Mm. Should I be sad? But if I'm sad, do I hide my like? Am I am I weak at that point? Yeah, I remember like I, I remember the cuffs on my wrist. And I remember just feeling like this is wrong. Like this is physically mm-hmm. wrong. This isn't something that my body should be in. Like it just it just felt, you know, in, invasive in, in right. a way. And yeah. invasive. Uh, my, yeah, I think that's my, spot on. And so my my boss comes out and she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like uncuff him. This is this is the new intern. And he uncuffs me and he was he, he like passed me on the back. And he was like, I was joking. Right. And no, you this, weren't. Yeah, exactly. And this man was towering. I'm, I'm a tall guy myself. I'm six two. This man was towering over me. He was he was like fat as hell, and but and he was black. And that and here's the thing with that. Here, here's what's very interesting about that mm. is that I I feel like 
or maybe I even wonder if, uh, if, if you know, because there's, there's the whole conversation about how black cops are worse than white cops mm-hmm. because they have something to work up to, right? Mm-hmm. So they, mm-hmm. they, they, they can't show room for compassion because then the their their brother in blue, quote unquote, will you're not part of the club. club. You're not part yeah. of the club, exactly. So they have to go a little extra in order to be part of that club, and so you know, I. Granted, go more dangerous exactly so so that is you know that's that's more on the line of systematic racism that's more on the line of 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 of, of that wow situation. I'm, I'm sorry you went through that man i don't know if you've told me that before but yeah i crazy. mean could, i mean yeah and the thing is it's not like it's a secret like it's not like i'm like holding it back but i i, yeah. I guess like to some degree i do feel uh and this is this is so fucked but i i, I feel ashamed to even share that story because i survived it you know like mm. it's not something that i feel that mm. needs to be shared as much because it's you know I, I survived it i didn't get shot i didn't end up in jail like yeah it, it it lasted for all but you know 40 seconds for the most part it felt like a fucking inter- eternity but you know that right that, right, that's right. the part about it is that it's it's to some degree, is that a level of self-patriot? Is that a level of just acceptance of our reality, right? Mm. Because in, in, if, if I was a white dude, I'd be telling everybody, you know? Like, it, it would be the biggest news of, of the fucking decade. But because yeah. I'm black and I, I know what happens, I know what could have happened, it's, I, I don't put it as high on the pedestal as I think I should or anybody should, right? And I think that's a whole fucking situation. Um, wow. And, and then I guess on the third level, uh, I mean, we, we, we went through this together. Um, I had a white roommate. I lived in Southie Boston, which is terrible. <laughs> why do Asian men? <laughs> I had a, I had a, a white oh, roommate yes. who just loved saying the N-word. He just loved saying the N-word. And yeah. I, even after I came at him multiple times. Um, and I don't remember exactly how this escalated. But it's, <laughs> like essentially, there were three of us. It was Stan, myself, and our friend Drew. We were all black. And this, this Southie, nasty Boston dude. Uh, you know, I, I almost forgot about this <laughs> situation. So wait, wait, was he was it was he talking about Kaepernick? Was that the issue? Um, no, no, it wasn't Kaepernick. I think it was um, was it was it? No, it wasn't Moonlight either. I don't I don't remember. I honestly don't remember anymore. But it, it was I, some ignorant shit. <laughs> yes, yeah, it was it was something having to do with the. Uh, um, it might, actually, it might have been Kaepernick. It might have been I don't remember it. I, yeah, I, it, it, it might have been Kaepernick. And this dude was like just very antagonistic. And he, his whole argument was like, why, why does he have to just do that? Why does he have to bring politics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's not politics. It's literally, it's a little. Of course, like, right. Life. That's, that's, that's like the typical um, white person response. Like, why, why do you have to make it political? Yeah. Um, are, are you stupid? Racism yeah. is political. Yeah, but on top of that, my life isn't politics. At the end. it's moral. It's, it's, it's right. at the end of the day, my life is moral. You know, exactly, exactly, and, and exactly. He was kneeling for the lives of black men, women, and children. And so, yes. you know, the roommate, you know, he, he was going crazy, and he tried to fight all three of us at like different <laughs> points of the night. This and man he, really tried to fight all three of us. Like it, it, it was like in a cycle, and it got it got to my turn, and I was like, all right, let's do it. And I, yeah, I remember that. You got, you got really mad. I was, I, I was like, oh man, am I about to see Evan drop this dude? Like, I, I, this kid. Yeah, I got really upset. And it, I, he was like, let's go outside. I'm like, 
Yeah, like, yeah, he, he rushed outside and I, I closed it on and locked it. I was like, fuck that guy. Like, I'm not going to meet him on his level. I'm going to let him freeze outside. Dumbass. Like, I, I'm yeah. so much better than that. So much better than lowering myself. Because, you know, going again, going back to the Stokely Carmichael <laughs> thing, uh, at the end of the day, this guy was all talk, right? Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's, totally. It's his problem. He has a problem with Kaepernick. It's his problem that he has a problem with me for just mm-hmm. my existence. So mm-hmm. I'm not, he, he is no threat to my my legacy he's no threat to my family's legacy he's no threat to the overall culture that my friends my people he's he's just a, a, a douchebag saying some dumb shit so i'm not gonna go on the level i'm not gonna waste my energy i'm, I'm too we're, we're too important for that but i don't yeah. know those 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 are my three little instances and it's you know it, it's a spectrum i see race in the spectrum uh mm-hmm. no for <laughs> so sure what, what about you though um <laughs> okay what is what is the most racist experience I've had? I don't know. I don't know if this is. I don't know if this is the most racist one, mm-hmm. but it's it's the funniest one, and it's definitely racist. Uh, so, oh wow, yeah, I was. So you know, New Brunswick, New Jersey, um, home home to home to one Rutgers University, right? right. So I think I think this is uh, this is like 2015. And uh, I'm at a kickback with some friends, um, and my friend Nick, my friend Nicholas, he walks outside, and I walk outside with him, you know, get some fresh air. And I think he's, you know, he pulls out a cigarette and he's smoking a cigarette, and, and I'm thinking it's sort of like a, the, the the moment feels very cinematic, and I'm like, mm. uh, maybe I should write a story about some guy, you know, I'm getting all of these kinds of ideas, and you know, it's a it's a quiet moment nice outside and then uh suddenly i see these two girls um walking towards us uh, let's call them karen and, and jane <laughs> so jane and karen are walking and you know i to say that they were walking is giving them too much credit these girls were stum- they were they were stumbling um completely white girl wasted as as one would say they're stumbling they're stumbling towards us and uh, you know they get close enough that Karen and I make eye contact. You know <laughs> our, our fates are locked at this point. And Karen stares at me. Um, meanwhile, Jane Jane is just trying to remember how her feet work and, and that the ground <laughs> and that the ground is solid. <laughs> so they're sort of like holding on to each other. And um, Karen looks at me she just keeps staring nick is smoking his cigarette mm. and karen and and they you know they walk right past us um and they're 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 we're behind them at this point and karen you know she has to turn her neck back to continue staring at me and i'm thinking okay um what's you know what's happening and mm. uh you know white girl white girl wasted is like <laughs> it's like peak human confidence a white a white a drunk white girl can walk up to a cop um eat the very donut out of his hand and play play with his mustache and walk away and like go completely unscathed right like i if 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 anybody ever ran for uh office with white Mm. girl wasted confidence they would win uncontested yeah (laughs) so 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 this girl this girl keeps staring at me and uh suddenly she says you know she taps she taps jane on her shoulder and she says look 
it's a Tyrone. Oh my god! And oh my god! Nick is Nick. Uh, here's this. You know, Nick is a six six foot five ginger white white dude, red hair, mm. Mm. right? And I'm standing next to him, ruggedly handsome black man with red hair, <laughs> right? So. For a brief moment, for a very, very brief moment, Nick and I look at each other and wonder, who is she talking about? <laughs> right? You know, for a second, it was like, is she? Are you? No. <laughs> right? And and I I remember just thinking, like, I mean, have you ever met a white dude named Tyrone? If, no. if, yeah. if, if, awesome. you, if you meet a white person named Tyrone, <laughs> he's he's either lying to you or he's running for office. And, oh, I, I, and in either in either way, I think he's lying to you anyway. So so she she just like he pats Jane on, on the shoulder and it's like, look, it's a Tyrone. It's it's it's. She said verbatim, right? It's a Tyrone. A, like a like an a Tyrone. A, like a... a Tyrone. Not it's Tyrone. It's a Tyrone. And <laughs> Nick and I obviously are like, fuck, this girl was talking about me. Mm-hmm. And like, we had no, I think the only natural response in that situation was to laugh. Because it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was just so surreal. It was like, you know, Alligator Man from an episode of Atlanta. It was just, it was so mad feel. And I, I wasn't even mad so much as just like puzzled, you know, yeah, what? Yeah. Who is who is Tyrone to this girl? And I, I mean, obviously Tyro, Ty, Tyrone, right? You think of Tyrone, it's like the equivalent of like Juan or Eduardo, right? It's mm-hmm. it's a very it's a very black name. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that she called me a Tyrone was was was, was really disturbing. Dude, um, so yeah, she liked what? To, she liking you to a Pokemon, like she was like yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a rare Tyrone in the wild <laughs> <laughs> on the porch. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, 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 I don't know if that was the most racist, but it was definitely racist and, and the funniest one. Um, Wait, do, do you remember? And maybe you don't, because I, I, I wonder if this was a dream, because I, I asked, because so it was, it was you, it was me, and it was uh, my friend Zach, who was, who's white. I don't know if you remember this. We were coming from a party, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we were walking down uh, Boylston in, in, in Boston. And we passed this club. It was closing down. We, like we went down, we, we like we wanted pizza or something, right? And this club yeah. closed down. Uh, it's called Whiskey Saigon, which they just closed it down. Permanently. Oh yeah, I remember oh, Whiskey Saigon. Yeah, and um, we we were just doing, you know, mind our business. We got out the Uber. We were walking towards the pizza shop, and yeah. this white girl, I I think she was like, uh, "Isn't that right, my niggas?" To us, right? Oh yes, you remember that? Yeah, yes. and then we turn around yes. to address it. Yes. Some 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 Karen, blonde hair. She's super Aryan. <laughs> we go over to address it because that's it's just wrong, right? Uh, she, she's like she's like, oh no no no, I know it's fine. I can say it. I I want to fuck a black guy. Yes, I and remember he, this. He, here here's the and Zach says he doesn't remember this. I I feel like he does. He comes again, Zach white white Zach. He comes in with like expert precision, and he's like. <laughs> You need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and he's like, you can't do that. And he just like, <laughs> like we we come at poise. Like, we come at it poise. We're like, you can't say that. Da, 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 da. And Zach just bows in. And you need like, to shut the fuck up. <laughs> the fuck. Yeah. So like, I, 
I, you know, I feel like racist stories like Yu-Gi-Oh cards with black people. We just have like different. We just share and we trade them and stuff. We just D- different, different rarities. Exactly, <laughs> different, different uh, star ratings and stuff like this. You know, we just share it. Yeah, you know, it, it's crazy, man. Like I, Zach, 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 Zach was the hero we asked for, oh, and and the, and the hero we needed at the same time. Yeah, he, he, he that was, was our bad. That was beautiful. Nah, but but uh yeah we i i might i might split this episode into two parts actually uh sure sure yeah like it's, it's been a while right yeah cool. yeah yeah i so, think that works but um yeah i guess we, we could close out i guess um sure. I don't know, do you want to plug anything you have anything coming up do you have a uh, social media um plug? no i mean I, I think uh not so much a, a plug i guess just like parting message um yeah. <clears throat> to anyone who listened um, I think these times are exceptional mm-hmm. and an opportunity like this to, to really, 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 really put pressure on American leadership for change doesn't come this often. Uh, and, and especially one that is growing as globally as it is. Um, so whatever, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, um, really take that into consideration. Uh, that you're white and you're feeling really, 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 uh, you're, you're struggling to come to terms with what's going on. Um, if you've done the work that you needed to do within yourself, then that's probably where you are right now. And I just want to say that um, that's a good thing. You know, challenge, challenge is sort of an evolutionary imperative. Um, no no exceptional growth and evolution comes without challenge. It's just like, it's just human nature. I mean, we come, we, we are born into this world through our, our own mother's pain and we come into it crying as well, you know. Challenge, challenges are opportunities for growth. And one like this can be very, 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 very deeply, deeply challenging to the psyche. Um, but again, that's okay. I mean, something good is happening. It means you're, 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 you're waking up to what's truly happening in this world and the necessary changes. Um, and if, if truly, if truly you need guidance, honestly, I will, I will say, reach out to me. Um, I am I am taking it upon myself to help you navigate those waters. So feel free to reach out to me, um, or you know I'm sure Evan as well. Um, my Instagram handle is t r i m a l c h i o underscore tramalkio underscore. And you know let's let's get together. Let's chat. Let's chat. No fuck shit though. <laughs> no fuck shit. Right. The second you try to start to say some fuck shit, I'm out. Um, <laughs> But God bless. Amazing. They are they are gonna kill us. I hope you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? If if they do, at least at least we put this out. <laughs> All right. And maybe maybe Zach will come to the rescue again. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap. That is a that's a wrap. Hey. That was another episode of the Black Hole Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Definitely give Stan a follow. Give me a follow. If you enjoyed the show, definitely give us a like. Give it a follow. Maybe comment if you want. Uh, Tweet at me. 
instagram at me whatever just hit me up if you if, if you enjoyed what you did if you didn't enjoy it let me know if you had any issues also let me know um but yeah that was it uh we'll be coming back on tuesday with a another great episode another great two-parter i think i'm gonna do that from from now on just do like two-parters because this is this is lit this is cool i like this i like this a lot uh again you know uh, apologies for the audio i was away from my home studio but with that being said uh thank you thank you for listening and we will see you next week peace